Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Lena Morgan. This is Song versus Song, uh, our first episode of 2024. You ready for a new year, Lena? Yes. Yeah, that uh, that five-second pause really gives me confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I you know, I wanted to I wanted to really let it air out for a second. Yeah, you know, let, let, you know, you don't want to answer like right off the cuff, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. then it seems phony. Yeah, yeah you, gotta be, you, gotta, you gotta be real about this stuff. If you're not real, then you got nothing. Yeah, you gotta consider your answer first. Yeah, how, how, how do you how do you feel about this year? Is it gonna be a good year for you? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, better than 2023 at least. Let's that's say a, you know a, we're it's a, bold, it's a bold thing. I yeah, appreciate your optimism. <laughs> I mean, like, let's say one percent, two percent better. Mm, there's the the Todd pragmatism I've come to know and love. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like technically this is the last episode of 2023. Well, it we were, is because we because we were late and lazy. Um, yes. One of we these just, days where we're even going to have a new formula for the show. I, I keep meaning to write it down so <laughs> we could talk about it. Um, but yes, all, all that and more is coming. 2024, I mean, well, still, eventually things are going to be different. Well, it, it's still 2023 as far as I'm concerned. Oh, like the, God. <laughs> well, now everything's terrible. <laughs> my cat's As, screaming oh it's probably because of you i blame uh, you that's what he's screaming about he, he said it's right. still 2023 and he fell apart anyway we should probably do this episode well here is our final episode of 2023 uh late to 2024 because i got bogged down with uh, the holidays but here we go we are doing rapture by blondie versus genius of love by the tom tom club is it the Tom Tom Club or just Tom Tom Club? I should check. I feel like there's no the there. I think it's just Tom Tom Club, but I could yeah. be wrong. It doesn't feel like a the Tom Tom Club. It is, it, in fact, it, just Tom Tom Club. Just like it's just Talking Heads. Yes. Every time I say the Talking Heads, all the Talking Heads fans, and those are the fans, they get mad at me. And I'm allowed to use the when I'm talking about the fans. In fact, this whole thing came up because uh, the fans... Made yes. us watch uh, "Stop Making Sense" as our bonus episode last month. Yes, and and there is a segment, as as was the case during the time when they were touring, um, mm-hmm. where uh, somebody had to go backstage and put on a really big suit, <laughs> and so uh, out came Tom Tom Club to play uh, a Genius song, of Love, a well, song I mean, called "Genius re- of Love." They didn't really come out; they just stayed on the stage. Yes, they just yes. Well, well, I mean, I think some people might have come out. I don't know that. Uh, yeah, I don't know that uh, that that the sisters of members of the band were there the whole time. Maybe they were, um, but uh, you know. Anyway, be that as it may, now we are talking about Tom Tom Club proper, and also about this little-known band Blondie. Yes, uh, it was just like a nice reminder that these were like the first white people to lend their cred to this upstart, uh, weird little genre called hip hop. Yeah, I think it's kind of it's kind of fun too, just because we're. Um, um, I think in the case of Auto American, that came out in 1980, which is, you know, I think we've talked about it before. One of the weirdest years in pop music, right? Right after the collapse of disco, so no one quite knew what they were supposed to be doing. Yes, at and that I, point. He, not to tip my hand too much, but uh, I'll tell you, someone who definitely didn't know what they were supposed to be doing, Blondie. I had uh, never listened to their 1980 album, Auto American, before. What the fuck was that? I I mean, we're going to dig into it, which is exciting. Because, um, we get, yeah, we could talk about that. And we could talk about the self-titled 
Tom Cobb album, which came out uh, a year later, I believe. Um, but, you know, it's still part of that space where like the 70s has ended and the 80s is still figuring itself out. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a, it's, a, it's a fun, interesting time for music. Uh, but let's get it out of the way. Todd, which of these two songs are you taking? Which is better? Rapture wow. or Genius of Love? Man, I didn't um, know what one I was going to pick. I'm still not sure. I am giving the edge right at this moment to Genius of Love. Well, that's but great. I could, I'm giving the, the edge to Rapture. Really? Yes, I, yes, I am. I feel really strongly. Uh, I feel very positively about both these songs, honestly. But um, yeah, I, I kept going back and forth. And I think there's a compelling argument to be made about both. But the more I thought about it, the more I I was at Rapture that I went over uh, and was with Genius of Love for a while. And then eventually I made my way back to Rapture. It's a it's a hard pick. And like both of these songs are very important. Both these songs have been, I, I think, I feel like pretty well adopted by the hip hop. There's a, there's no re- like real accusations of like anyone stealing anything. Well, I mean, in a very literal way, you know, I mean, no one was on Twitter and, <laughs> uh, and you know, um, the people who were recording uh, Rapture were I at best in New York City. But uh, as we'll talk about, um, a lot of Auto-American, at least two months worth of it was recorded uh, in L.A., which is a real change for Blondie, uh, a very New York band. And the Tom Tom Club, I think, was in the Bahamas. Um, they were also New York bands, so they were worlds apart. Um, so even though they were both doing very similar things, uh, I, yeah, I don't think that there was, I don't think anybody would say that like the other knew, like the, the right hand knew what the left hand was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I just picked these songs because they were like the first early examples of white people rapping. But like, I was like, yes, of course it would be Blondie and the Talking Heads. They're both New York bands. They're both from the same scene. They're both CBGB's bands. Yes. In fact, when, uh, talking heads broke up uh debbie harry actually performed with them at when they were just the heads you know i'm not i wasn't ever quite sure what separated the heads from tom tom club in case you don't know tom tom club is the rhythm section of uh the of talking heads it is the marrieds it is the married couple of yes of talking heads uh yes whilst the rest of the band was off doing solo material tom tom club happened as like a, oh, should we be doing something? And then somehow wound up being the most successful <laughs> of what was happening at that time anyway. Of that brief split where everybody was off doing their solo stuff, Tom Tom Club was the one that actually managed to do something that like got people actually dancing and, and was no Genius of Love was a very well-known track, put it that way. Yeah, it's a, I don't think Talking Heads had like had any major big hits no, I don't think they'd had a single song that did better. I, I think that 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 top that, that Tom Club, Jesus Christ, that Tom Tom Club song, Genius of Love, was bigger than anything that the talk that that fuck me that Talking <laughs> Heads hard. had done up until that point. Yeah, I, you know, I hadn't thought about it, but you know, like the either of these two bands rapping is not that strange in hindsight like blondie were you know big pop stars by that point they'd already released heart of glass so they'd already done their uh dance song their big dance song and talking heads was already dipping into like african rhythms and sounds and all that so this didn't come out of nowhere but it, it feels to me like it came out of nowhere it's just like 
like rap was like two years old at that point. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone says hip hop started at a party in 1973, but like hip hop, as we know it, as like most people know, it starts in 1979 with Rapper's Delight. These guys were way ahead of the curve, both of them, to be rapping. Like, I don't think, like, even like R&B stations did not particularly like hip hop up until like 1992. So Blondie and talk or Tom Tom Club were way ahead of the curve on this one. Let me ask, what put Rapture ahead of Genius of Love? To me, if you're listening to Genius of Love, as much as it does stand out uh, on the album itself, it is very much part of the groove of the record, right? Like if you're listening to to Tom Tom Club, uh, that first LP, they get into a groove, they stay in that groove, right? Especially if you're talking about the album cut, which is longer than the the thing that was around on radio, um, and, and and certainly longer than the one that that they put on the the music video anyway. It doesn't really go too far. Like it kind of stays in one place, right? To me, that's a song in its groove, and it stays in that groove just a little too long. Whereas to me, Rapture is more dynamic and feels more like a number one Billboard hit pop song, which it was. Uh, it was the it was the first song with a rap verse to go number one, right? That's the deal. That's that that is that is the thing for which Rapture is best known. You know, I I, I used to watch all those like VH1 documentaries about like the history of you know they did a lot of hip hop documentaries and like Blondie always 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 got like a little section to themselves you know they they had to be mentioned i guess i'd never actually listened to it the entire way through because i i I thought a lot more of that song was rap than it actually was it's just like uh you know debbie harry does her own guest verse yeah (laughs) it's really weird that that's what happened but uh but yes that is the that is a very good way of putting it. Listen, to me, this episode has given us the chance to answer two very important questions. Questions that I think have uh, plagued mankind now for, uh, you know, some 40 plus years. Uh, the first is, is the rapture rap really that bad? <laughs> and more importantly, what is natural fun? uh i want to have some fun Uh, what kind of fun natural fun natural fun like i i when when you hear her do it live um it the very first time i heard the live i thought she said nasty fun and i was like hell yeah i want to go some nasty fun let's go Uh, but it's just natural fun and that seems way less cool to me i don't i don't need my fun to be natural it's fine i'm okay with artificial fun um, you know what I mean? You can put a little artificiality in my fun and, and I probably won't even notice. For me, like what I noticed looking at these two songs back and forth. Yeah, I'm looking at the Rapture video right now and Debbie Harry's there looking hot as fuck. And she is just like the coolest person in the universe. She is like beautiful. She is hip. She is cool. And then you go to like, uh, you know, we would just watch Stop Making Sense where David Byrne is just like the biggest dork in the universe wearing a ridiculous suit, dancing with a lamp. I, I feel like even though they come from the same scene, Talking Heads and Blondie and Tom Tom Club and Blondie for that matter, just have like such wildly different vibes. I think Tina is like the coolest of the, uh, 
of that band of Talking Heads. And even still, this is like a I almost want to say silly, a silly song. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, but it, but that was sort of the intention, right? Like the the thing about um, Tina uh, Weymouth and, and and Chris France was that they were in a band that was very artsy fartsy mm-hmm. and and very self serious because that's David Byrne for you. Um, and a big part of Tom Tom Club, the benefit of them doing it at all was that they got to let their hair down a little bit and just have a good time, right? The I think the nice thing about Tom Tom Club is that when I listened to that first record, and I think you know probably a lot of the music they released has a similar vibe to it, is that I mean if you're in Talking Heads for a while, that sort of heady aroma of of uh, up your own assness is going to be <laughs> in there no matter what you do. Like it's there. You've, you 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 have to trust that that element is going to exist, and it does. They don't. You don't need to nurture it. It's in your DNA at this point. Um, so the rest of it is about just having a good time. And that's sort of what makes natural Tom fun Tom club. Yeah, that it. That's it. That we answered the question. <laughs> that's what natural fun is. It's not worrying about being really smart and really clever and, and, and super well thought out. It's trusting that you have already done the work on that part. And now the thing is to just have a good time. That's your natural fun. We did it. Well, episode over. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to Tom 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 Club's album and it does it does feel like a side project. It does feel like a band that's maybe kind of missing something. Yeah, I can I can I can hear that. Um although I, I did want to say that um as we occasionally do, my third party vote for this is Wordy Rapping Hood. <laughs> I fucking love that track. Holy shit, really good. I yeah. I love 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 that track so much. Um and you know what I like about it and what I like about also Rapture a little bit. Um on a on a different podcast, um you and I talked about um this idea of the 1970s or I said this, which is that the 1970s so many artists are kind of dealing with the the quiet question when are the Beatles getting back together and as a result, you know, for that decade there's still a lot of people being constantly compared with the Beatles. Um, what I really like about um, Rapture and Auto American and this Tom Tom Club album is that um, not only am I not thinking that, but I am thinking like, you know, I bet you they all like Yoko Ono. Do they hang out <laughs> with Yoko Ono? I bet they do. Um, I bet they really like Yoko's music. Uh, a, a, and, you know, for many reasons, she's always worthy of a reappraisal. But that's a cool thing to think that there's a very weird quality to what they're doing, even the way they're exploring the idea of rap as spoken word. And to me, it feels like it has much more shared DNA with something that like you'd expect out of a Yoko Ono than almost anybody else, which I love. Mm-hmm. That's neat. I absolutely see where you're going with this. I, I have listened to a bunch of Yoko records and uh, yeah, it does feel like they are part of the same scene and they are probably know each other. Yeah, I mean, this is all obviously pre. I mean, we're we're talking about pre um, season of glass era Yoko. Obviously, I don't know. I don't by, know. I don't know Yoko that well to know her different eras. But well, season of glass is the album that she released right after John died, or uh-huh. I guess a year or two after he died. So it's all about that. And by the way, if you've never, I mean, like, uh, I imagine a lot of people who listen to us also um, watch uh, Lindsay Ellis's videos, and I, I believe that she talked about season of glass at least a little bit. But like. Um, her bringing it up made me go and listen to that record and holy shit, that's like, 
maybe top five best post Beatles breakup records. Um, it's tremendous. It's the, it's maybe the best thing she's ever done. And like, I put it head and shoulders above a lot of, um, the other four guys stuff for sure. It's that good. Um, and yeah, I mean, she's an interesting person worthy of reappraisal and, uh, for sure you could see that her artsy sort of endeavors towards music fit with both Blondie and Tom, Tom club and thereby also talking heads. I, I went with genius of love just cause I love that like skittering dorkness of genius of love. I like it a lot versus Blondie who are always the coolest uh, band in the room. And I'm not sure that vibe works with the most ridiculous rap verse I've ever heard in my life. Well, here we go. You ready? Yeah. This is it. This is it. So the thing that I like about Rapture is that, especially if you're watching the music video. Um, yes. So for the first like minute or two, we agree. You see Debbie Harry and you think I can't talk to this woman. Yes. I could write countless sonnets about her but i would never share them with her she's too she's too beautiful and too cool but then this wonderful thing happens which is that she does this very goofy rap <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like wait a minute i can talk to debbie harry let's hang out i bet she's cool and she is so that's fun and that's why that's part of what i like about rapture is that like it is a really weird thing it's such a weird rap that y- at least I found myself going like, are, are we sure that you, did you originally write this in French? <laughs> and then you just said, no, let's do it in English. It'll, that'll, that'll really get them because, uh, you know, occasionally Blondie does some stuff in French and also the rap is so strange that like, it's like, if, if you told me that it would started in a different language, that would absolutely, absolutely track to me. But yeah, it normalizes her as weird as that sounds. To me, Debbie Harry doing this goofy-ass rap made me feel like suddenly she was touchable, like she was a person that I could just go and have a conversation with. Hey, you also like this thing. Like, Olivia Rodrigo can't curse, and Debbie Harry, I'm not sure you could rap, but we could rap together right now. Let's go. I'd always heard that uh, Fab Five Freddy wrote that for her. That's what I remember hearing. Hmm. Uh, Hmm. If if that is true, which I don't think, you know, I'm I'm trying to check that now, and I don't think it is. If that is true, then um, Fat Five Freddy like kind of did them a disservice because what the fuck is this? I love it. I you know my answer to the is is the Rapture rap bad is no, and here's why. I'm going to tell you. Number one, there is no way anybody can come to me with a straight face and say, gosh, they were really appropriating here. (laughs) Ain't no way. There's like, there's no accent. There's no Iggy azalea going on here. Yeah. Like this is Debbie Harry just doing it her way and it's goofy and I don't know that it works. However, it is wholly still Blondie. It's still them. Um, And I really appreciate that because obviously, as we've seen as the years have gone on, the the thing that a lot of white rappers do is that they try to imitate. They try to um, put on an accent of sorts. And that's bad uh, for the most part. And I really appreciate that she didn't bother. (laughs) I actually think that that really works in the song's favor and also makes it oddly age better than it would have otherwise. Why, why, Why does the man from Mars eat cars and bars? Why does he do that? And, and well, you eat Cadillacs, Lincoln's too. 
Mercury's and Subaru. Subaru. And you don't stop. You keep on eating cars. And then when there's no more cars, you go out at night and eat up bars where the people's meet face to face, dance cheek to cheek. What the fuck? Well, it's adorable. It's adorable in a way that Debbie Harry is not generally adorable. Here's here's I'm going to answer your question. You wanted to know why the alien from Mars was eating cars and eating bars and now he only eats guitars. Right. Uh, The answer is that the the alien from Mars He's got a problem and he's working on it. <laughs> he's had a it. bad day. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I mean, like, I, I really like, I think that, you know, he was in therapy <laughs> and he was like, uh, listen, doc, you know, I've been, I, I, at first I was eating cars and then I was eating bars. I don't even know what to do. And, and, uh, and the therapist was like, well, I don't think cold turkey is the answer, but like, what if you tried to guarantee, like to go down, right? Mm-hmm. Like cars, bars, that's too big. Why don't you try eating guitars? Those are small. Uh, and then maybe we can slowly wean you off of things that end with R's. And uh, that's the explanation. And now you know. You're welcome, everyone. God. The first Just an addiction. People have addiction issues, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's be understanding. I will say that I feel like both these songs are, are accepted parts of hip-hop culture. They've been, you know, fully adopted. But it, it does feel like genius of love pointed towards the future in a way that rapture did not in the way that rapture was like purely 1980 and not anymore. Like I it certainly genius of love gets still gets sampled all the fucking time. It was sampled immediately by other hip hop groups in 1981. And then it's just like continually been sampled over and over again versus I can't like rapture just sounds too disco, I think. And too live for that matter. Oh, well I don't see that as a problem at all. I, that, I'm, that I'm, not saying it's, I'm not a saying downside. it's a problem. I'm just saying it is a thing. It is a, a, an observation I am making. Sure. Well, here's what I'm going to say to you. Uh, I have this uh, this little double 45, this little EP of sorts for uh, Blondie's Sunday Girl. Yep. I am looking at and, it right now. That's a good, uh, and, uh, good song. I don't know Sunday what else is Girl. There. So there's there's basically just four versions of this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the the original single version. That's side A of disc one. Side B is the French version. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. Blondie do be loving some French. Uh, and then disc two, uh, side A is the demo version. And then side B of that one is a live version. And I'm going to tell you my very serious ranking of the four versions of Sunday Girl in, in my employee right now are the French version, the live version, and then the original and then the demo because the French version is great. And again, I cannot be clear enough about this that uh, Debbie Harry should have done that rap in French. Um, <laughs> but uh, maybe it would have had a problem with the rhyming part. But, uh, you know, because you got to make sure that you've got cars and bars and guitars. Otherwise, you're nowhere. Yes. But the live version actually sounds very good. It feels very electric. Um, and that's one of the things that I like about Rapture is that it – for an album that was recorded not in New York but L.A., which I would argue definitely has an impact on auto auto American as a whole, um, it still has that very like on the street quality to it, which I think it needs. Like I said, Rapture sounds uh, very live in a way that most hip hop songs do not, especially you know not Genius of Love, which very much sounds like a beat made in the studio. And it was. I mean, let's let's also be clear that. Uh, 
No, no one from talking from talking heads is responsible for that. That was some, I think that was like the, like the producer. Mm -hmm. Somebody was in the studio and came up with that and played it for them. And they were like, yes, that. And then they, you know, they continue building a track around that idea. Yeah. Like I I was reading that they, they based their groove off of uh, more bounce the ounce by Zap and Roger. That's a great song. And it's been sampled a bunch of times also, but Zap and Roger, they they sound like a band. They sound like a real band. And Genius of Love sounds like very much a studio work. And I, yeah. I you know, I, I think you could like mark it as like a, a mark to the future, not just for hip hop, but for also electronic music in general. It does feel like a loop, right? Like a like a yes, like a beat, like a loop. And I think that's why it gets sampled more often now. I don't. I, Doubt that like, so, you know, in a very real sense, especially if we're talking about people sampling that track mm-hmm. to massive success and acclaim, um, I wouldn't deny the influence of Genius of Love for sure. Like if that's our question, right? If that's our number one guidepost, right? I mean, we'll be doing what, we'll, ma- what makes a better song is influence. Then, yes, I would give it to Tom Tom Club. But I'm not sure that that's the only thing or necessarily even. The I'm not most saying it's the only thing. thing or even like a thing. I'm just like trying to say, you know, it feels like Genius of Love has a longer tail than Rapture does, even though Rapture went to number one. Uh, you you listened to Auto American, right? I did. What is up with that record? They didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> they, you know, like it, the, the, the clock had turned. We were going into 1980. The world didn't know what the fuck to do with that decade. And neither did Blondie. And all of a sudden they were, you know, hanging out like they could, you know, there's some like riff about them wearing space boots and like walking like or driving through like the alien wastelands of of L.A., you know, everything that looks like all the sci fi movies that you see that are made in Hollywood. And uh, and how weird it was to step out blinking into the sun, you know, because they were from New York and they were not accustomed to it. (laughs) And I think it really influences the record, you know, because it's all over the map. That's the thing that makes Auto American, to me, the exact opposite of that Tom Tom Club record. There is no, none, zero, to me, cohesive narrative across that record, right? Like, I guess the disco part is still there. Yeah. But that's about it. Everything else is, you know, there's like weird, like Broadway kind of stuff. Like, it's all over the place. Yeah, there's like some cinematic stuff in there. The other it's number one, one hit, another big hit off that was like the, the reggae song "Tide Is High," which mm-hmm. honestly, if if that's if that album didn't have like two number ones on it, I would consider doing it for like Train Records. Because well, it, yes, yes, and also there's an album after that, which is the one that you should do. Yeah, I know I, the, the Hunter. I listened to that, and I'll, I'll tell you, it certainly has their worst album cover. It's not great, and I would say, and I mean, like, I'm here to pressure you, Todd. You you should absolutely yeah. do a Train Records on, on, on Hunter. Like, it's just to me such an obvious one to do. Oh, it they is hugely. Equal. They're a hugely important band, uh, and yeah, I mean, Auto American is. That's the interesting question, right? Like, what? Where do you pick? Do you pick the start, the first album that you feel the decline, or the one that is where they truly went off the cliff? Because Auto American, you can feel it. Auto American is a is a success, right? It's a successful album. It's got two number one hits on it, and I don't think it's considered like. Well, you know, a lot of people did hate it when it came out. It was not critically appraised well, and it has it has since experienced an improved reappraisal. Let's say, yeah. 
but like it feels like the kind of weird ass we don't know what the fuck we're doing we've completely lost the plot albums that i generally cover on train records uh yeah it feels like if it if it didn't sell i would absolutely cover because it's such a fucking weird album like what is that i mean that's sort of the thing that makes it work after the fact uh yeah of course yeah yeah like you listen to it and you're like if you know if you're expecting blondie and you get auto american you're going to be frustrated but if you're looking back on it decades later you're going to go oh like this is totally different this is them taking some big weird swings and actually i like this now but like it was never going to be a popular record going out it's exactly the kind of record like I think that that there are certain train records that and and probably most of them were like, that's never going to happen. You're never going to look back and go thing. Good. Actually, auto American (laughs) is the thing that you can look back on and go, actually, this is pretty good. It's still eclectic. It's still all over the map, but I can appreciate it for what it is now and not have all those expectations on it. Yeah. um, I like Rapture well enough, but it's no heart of glass. It, you know, Heart of Glass is like like a pure 10 star classic and uh, Blondie is a better band than Tom Tom Club because uh, well, they feel like a complete band for yeah. one thing. Yeah. Well, like it, it's clear to me that what David Byrne brought to them is like one charisma and two hooks like this is like Tom Tom Club is a rhythm sections man, uh, project. They're there for the groove and the groove is great and it's it's great throughout the, the entire album. And I like that album a lot. But like the fact that Tom Tom Club had hits at all feels like kind of like a miracle, like something that wasn't going to happen again. Well, I, but, it did. Did it happen again? Well, I mean, I guess they kind of I mean, wordy rapping hood was also. Yeah, that's right. Hit. Great track. I again, I you know, put, putting hand on heart. I actually like like wordy rapping hood more. It does feel like, like more of a song. Right. That's it. it. It actually feels like it takes more of a journey, um, which I think is why it's, you know, obviously I know why we did Genius of Love. It's the correct choice for this matchup. But like, it's harder for me to choose between uh, Wordy Rapping Hood and Rapture just because that yeah, song is a song. And the this is important. It stops on the word stop. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is also important. When Debbie Harry was uh, did her one song with the heads called "No Talking, Just Head," uh, it also stopped on the word "stop." I this like is very how, important to me. Listen, in an era where so many people make the wrong decision to make their entire personal their entire personality out of one thing, <laughs> if this is the thing you choose, I think we all got off really light. <laughs> You shine on you, crazy diamond. Don't don't stop. Uh, but no, believe uh, in that you can find more of those. Debbie Harry did more rapping after Blondie broke up, and uh, it's it's weird because she is always Debbie Harry. She never is not trying to be Debbie Harry when she does this stuff. Yeah, that's Versus, good though. That's 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 how you're supposed to do it. You know, while we're talking about it and uh, the whole rapping in French thing. There is like a third option I could have picked. It was only a hit in the UK and it wasn't very big. It's called uh, Queen of the Rapping Scene by a band you've never heard of called Modern Romance. But they they brought in a female vocalist to rap and she does the entire thing in a French accent. And it is fucking great. It is. I think I like it more than either of the two songs we're talking about. See, there you go. The French. 
That's what's really missing. <laughs> I think it's a fake French accent, but it doesn't matter. That's yes. not the. That's not the point. I'm the queen. I'm the queen. I'm the queen of the rapping scene. It sounds like, like that. I like this already. This is fantastic. <laughs> it's it's very good. It's very good. Uh, it's a truly great example of like the you know, eighties uh, nerd rock bands doing uh, funk and hip hop. That's a thing that was happening in the eighties. <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah, I will say like I, the genius of love is white in the best sense. In that you know it's weird and nerdy, in a way that like you wouldn't have necessarily heard in hip hop before then. Yeah, I mean, I, I I, guess I don't know. Perhaps you have the answer to this. But, like, I don't know. I got to feel like people who were doing rap music probably appreciated that they weren't actually trying to, like, just straight up lift yeah. the whole thing. That, like, it is this nerdy spoken word version. And, uh, and it's still got Brown. a little bit of it. Yeah. James Brown. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? That's the weirdest part of that song. James Brown. <laughs> James Brown. You're like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Are you an angry bear in the woods who really likes James Brown? What's going on? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I do. I do prefer the the yeah the rapture rap for me is is good actually. It's it's different. Like I said, it, it's it's so dorky in a way that Blondie is generally not. <sighs> I yeah I I like Rapture it's fun and I like the groove, but it, like for me like Genius of Love is obviously the better track. Yeah, again, it, not it, by it, a lot, but like st- obviously, it just stays in its groove a little bit too long, and that's it. Now I'm curious about what your favorite um, Blondie track is. My favorite Blondie track? Yeah, uh, what's your number one? You're gonna be my number one. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> is that actually it? No, I don't no, think that can't be it. Let me see. I, I like Sunday Girl a lot. I like uh, Heart of Glass a lot. I like Maria a lot. Maria. Uh, oh, their comeback track that was on like a greatest hits. Yeah, from the nineties. Yeah. Well, and the uh, thing is that they um, they reuse a lyric that's on Auto American. In that, uh, what is that? Uh, I'd have to look it up. I I was li- I was listening to Auto American and I recognized it. Oh, it's the it's the Walking on Imported Air. That uh, line is it's also in an, a track on Auto American. I think uh, "Hang on the Telephone." I I, I do like their early uh, grungier stuff a lot. Uh, if memory serves, that is also Raven's number one track. "Hanging on the Telephone." Yeah, uh, yeah, I I like it when they were like a little trashier and grottier and CBGB or Ripper to Shreds, X Offender, stuff like that. And then, I mean, they they grew into the 80s very well, you could say, because they became a lot more glam right when uh, the world was becoming a lot more glam. Uh, I like Sunday Girl a lot. Uh, you know, I didn't used to like one way or another, but I do now. What's your, what's your favorite Blondie? Atomic. That's it. That's it. That's uh, the that's... answer. Atomic has always been my favorite Blondie song. It will always be my number one favorite Blondie bow, song. Bow, bow, bow. I love that. God, that just hits so good every time. Like, it's just great because, like, it's got that, and then it's got that almost operatic singing that acts in such a beautiful contrast. Yeah. It's really just such a, it's a really pretty track, and then all of a sudden it stops being pretty, and then it just kicks your ass. I love it. Yeah, I just think that that's like not only is it my favorite Blondie track, that's probably one of my favorite tracks of all time. That's that's an all timer. If I'm I'm putting together like my 
my greatest hits, like my personal greatest hits mix CD. It's going on there. All right. Well, we have talked and talked and talked. I we think, sure have. I thought you were going to change my mind on this, but I don't think you did. It's time to do the question. So we do four questions uh, as of now. Could change it at any time. But those four questions are designed to take all the bullshit that we just spewed at you for the last X number of minutes and turn them into a coherent argument. Uh, the first question is one of history, I suppose. Um, one of these songs is going to stick around. It's going to be there. And one of them is going to disappear forever like it was never there. Whoosh. Todd for the culture, which one of these top, which one of the boy, Jesus Christ, Todd for the culture, which one of these songs has to stay? Oh, it's, it's gotta be genius of love. Like, You're correct. I mean, I there's, mean, it, we, we were there's a about very obvious yeah. reason, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it is the future. That is the future of beats. Not only because of the multiple times it was sampled up to the present day, but also just, it is the future. And I'm not sure Rapture, I mean, Rapture does have certainly a legacy. It is the first song with a hip hop verse on it, but it, it, it is genius of love easily. Yeah. I mean, like it's cool that Rapture had that number one, but it's not as though if that hadn't happened, that rap would have never found a number one track. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying they're going like, you know what? That never would rap would have never gotten out of the nursery. No, this is not a, <laughs> this is not a concern I have for the genre. Um, so yes, we agree. Now, question number two. Uh, is we you could be a fly on the wall. You could experience soup to nuts. The entire uh, creation of one or only one of these two songs, including the music video, if you care. Um, which one of those songs do you want to get a look at how the sausage was made? Hmm, I don't know. This sounds actually pretty fascinating for both. Hmm. I I kind of am leaning towards Rapture just because I'd, I'd like to see the the rap being uh, made on that one. I like the whole story. I just like them being on the West Coast, right? I like it because any story that starts with uh, the periodic thing that happens where somebody picks up the United States right side first and shakes, (laughs) and anything that's not hanging on tight enough lands on the fucking left coast. Um, I love that as a narrative and, uh, clearly it's what happened to Blondie. And I like the idea of, of even just seeing Blondie in California. What was that like? Feels wrong, but I gotta know. Yeah, it does. And, fit. Uh, like Blondie is so New York. Like they, I, I, I don't know if they've ever eaten anything but bagels their entire lives. So <laughs> I, it's, it's yeah. just, it seems impossible for them to have ever left the five boroughs or even the one borough, honestly. I just love it. I yeah, I really want to know what it was like. I want to. I just want to see them getting in a car and driving to the studio. Even just that sounds wildly entertaining to me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it would be cool to kind of see um, what the writing process was on on the rap verse and how spontaneous it was. And like, I, I have to assume that there was a lot of giggling going on, <laughs> right? Like, they must have been so pleased with themselves because it was so ridiculous. It was so um, ridiculous. Yes. So to me, that just sounds more fun. Um, So yeah, my pick would be for Blondie for Rapture. All right. Third question. Question question number three. Oh, man. Megan Thee Stallion is going to put this on a a playlist. Hot girl shit. Because she's getting up to a night of hot girl shit, as she does. Only one of these songs could be hot girl shit, Todd. Only one. Which one of these songs is hot girl shit now and forever? I don't feel like only one of these songs can be hot girl shit. 
Like, oh, I, I, oh, we only do like one or two of these a year where the argument is that both. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, they're both obviously hot girl shit. Which one is hotter girl shit? Uh, I mean, that's tough. I feel like Debbie Harry is like a quintessential hot girl. So I feel like that's what I'd have to go with. Here's another thing. I'm thinking about sampling Genius of Love. And then I'm thinking about Megan Thee Stallion fucking spitting bars over it. And I'm going, is that a fit? Does that work? Do I want to hear Meg fucking do bars on that? Is that what I want? And the answer is, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, we already had Lotto, who is kind of like a a low-level Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, I kind of don't need it. I kind of... Yeah, and that was like that. That track was awful. <laughs> that track was absolutely terrible. So, whereas if you told me today that Megan Thee Stallion decided that she was going to do Rapture and add a guest verse, like Rapture, but instead of Debbie Harry doing the verse, there's a Meg verse in there. I don't know if it's better, but I'm fucking intrigued. Yeah, I feel like that makes sense to me. That, All right, I, I would I would watch that. Yet another one going to uh, Rapture. What can yep. we say now? The most important question, not just of the show, but uh, of course in all human creation, William Shatner, uh, thespian, equestrian, musician. We're going to let him have it. He's going to do a William Shatner version of one and only one of these two songs. Todd, which one of these songs must be shot upon? <laughs> this is uh this is quite hard. Like, I'm not sure Shatner has much to do outside of Rapture except the rap verse. But, oh, what a rap verse. I, I kind of feel like I need him to talk about the man from Mars with cars and bars. Although him shouting, James Brown. Also, you know, I can't deny that that's an attractive vision. But I him think I'm yelling gonna, James Brown. <laughs> yes, just yelling James Brown with his full chest. But I, I think I'm going to stick with Rapture here because he need like he is the man from Mars. The man from Mars eats cars and bars, and now he only eats guitars. I, well, not, I feel, well, the thing you think about it this way: um, the the man from Mars goes from eating cars to eating bars, and now he only eats guitars. Uh, so I guess in that way, you could say he's a transformed man. Ugh. Eh. That's the uh, name of William. That's the name of the William Shatner album. If you're curious, yeah, it's um, not a William Shatner album. The William. It's Shatner. the it's it's the one. It's the, it's the one that when people talk about William Shatner albums, that's I mean, he's done a lot of them, but there's really only the one, and it's Transform Man. Anyway, now you know, and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> oh no! All right. Uh, well, we agree so far that despite your opinion going in. Uh, that Rapture is coming out ahead in the questions. But that doesn't mean shit, Todd. doesn't mean a goddamn thing. What really matters is the listener comments. That's where the smart people come out. All right. What, are the, what, what do they have to say? Here. Let's see what the listeners had to say. All right. Time Bomb Man writes, If you erase Genius of Love from History, we lose out on one of Mariah's biggest songs and also tons of essential rap classics. But... Without Rapture, the world would miss Joe Pesci's Wise Guy, where he raps in character as Tommy DeVito from Goodfellas over this sample for almost five minutes. Lena, 
I, I did not know about Joe Pesci's rap album before uh, this comment. But yes, there is a song that samples Rapture by Blondie, and that song is Wise Guy by Joe Pesci. Um, if you can uh, look this up right now, because I don't know if you've heard of this. I, Wise I Guy haven't. by Joe Pesci. God, am I is, actually, um, you're, you're asking me to listen to this right now. Yes, uh, yes, that is what I'm doing. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's also like the music video in, seems to include. Oh wait. Oh no. <laughs> uh, why is your why are your lapels so long? Why it makes it seem like you don't have a tie? But I know you got a tie. I can see the tie. Why are you hiding your tie? <laughs> All right. Anyway, I, that is really something else. He's got models around him. I believe some of those models are even um, recognizable ones. Yeah, that looked like Naomi Campbell, I believe. That, I, that is also what I thought. I, I hope we're both correct. Um, that's something else, Todd. Uh, I'm also going to raise the stakes on that and say that uh, for some reason, um, the Amazon series based on the Garth Ennis books, The Boys, includes uh, uh, this character Soldier Boy doing a version of the Rapture rap. And, of course, Soldier Boy is played by Supernatural's own Jensen Ackles. Yes, so I did is- see this, but I haven't seen uh, The Boys, so I, I didn't know how to comment on that. But, yes, Jensen I mean, Ackles wraps it on solid gold is what I under- t- told. Look, all I can say is that that's clearly a check in the plus column. <laughs> You can't go wrong. Jensen Ackles is an automatic win. All right. Max Ural writes, third party vote to Rappin' Rodney by Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, no! Nothing goes right. I just can't fight it. No respect. No respect. My Eastern Airlines thank me for flying United. No respect. No respect. I got some money. All right. Bo DeRay writes, genius of love is better than rapture for about 15 seconds. I mean, I, I do love Genius of Love a lot, but like I 15 seconds of it is, you know, is, is plenty like you got the you got the important part right in the in the first 15 seconds. Do 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 do. It's a beautiful Griffin, rendition. Yes. Brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> Griffin writes, Debbie Harry's flow has serious aunt who's had a few too many glasses of Chardonnay at Christmas energy. I'm wait. I'm waiting for the criticism. <laughs> Who said it was a criticism? I didn't say. It. <laughs> All right. Uh, Gal Hazor writes. I'm voting for Rapture because Chris Stein had the common sense to let the cool lady handle all the vocals instead of going Africa Bombada or something. James Brown. James Brown. Yes. All right. Rita Mathis writes, was Debbie Harry the first singer to show that she shouldn't try to rap? And who was the first rapper who sh- to show that they shouldn't try to sing? There, I feel like the comments were not kind to Debbie Harry's uh, rapping ability. I'm going to tell you that I hope my, uh, my conversation with you about this uh, gets people to reappraise. You just got to look, you got to know the lens you need to look at it through to appreciate what's going on there. Yeah. It might be a drunk lens. It might be a beer goggle lens, <laughs> but you know. 
Like it might be a you had to be there thing. All right. I mean, I was only very technically there, Todd. Yeah. I'm old. I'm not that old. I mean, like old enough to, you know, have where the 80s had not been completely discredited. As anyway, Laura Robinson writes, they're both better than ant rap. That's for sure. Um, Ant rap is by Adam Ant of Goody Two Shoes. Do you know what? We're we're learning so much about the history of white people rapping. I feel like I don't say this often. I want to learn less. (laughs) No one mentioned wham rap. Unfortunately, but like that's a that's a personal favorite of mine. Well, folks will be a drag if work will change your bag and when you let them know you're more dead than alive in a nine to five, then they say you've got to go. The eighties, man. I, I I don't know. All right. Jeff writes third party for Lou Reed's the original rapper. I was sitting home on the west end, watching keep TV with a female friend. Watching the news, the world's in a mess, the pool and Again, we're learning so much. Oh, I, I didn't read the whole comment. So Jeff writes, third party vote for Lou Reed's The Original Rapper, or alternately, The Sweet Release of Death. <laughs> What's the matter, Ron? Oh, Death, where is I sting? You got so much to live for, buddy. I don't know what those reasons are, because I don't know you at all, but I'm sure they're there. Yerple writes, I don't want no more old heads telling me shit was better back in my day. A man, <laughs> a man from Mars was eating cars and bars. It was a dark time. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know, I didn't lose my car or my bar. Mm-hmm. Or your guitar. My, well, no, I still have my original guitar, but, uh, yeah. you know, I knew a guy who lost all three. <laughs> all right. Gone writes, Rapture has fascinatingly, entertainingly bad rap verses with an unstoppably catchy chorus. It's like if Birdemic's bird attack scenes were actually as good as something from the birds. That's, I don't know that there's ever been a, a more interesting comparison made <laughs> on our show. That was a, great. That was a comment made just for me, I feel. Yep. All right, and one last one. Christian Reisvig writes, or as Liz Fair's cover of it goes, Penis of Love. And I guess that doesn't... <laughs> Uh, for the reader comments, so there's only one thing left. Lena, who do you think won? I think it was Rapture. I think it was Rapture. By how much? Um, I'm going to say it was tight. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to give it a a. Mm, I'm going to say sixty forty. Sixty forty. That's yeah. my guess. Uh, I would have uh, picked Genius of Love, but I I think it would have also been very close. That would have been my guess. But here's what actually happened. For a total. Of 360 to 240, which is exactly 60% to 40%. The winner is the genius of love. Wow. Holy shit. I got the number right, but the people. But the winner wrong, yep. That was so close. So close. Oh, we we never have it come out perfectly, zero zeros like that. I love round numbers. But uh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Genius of love is exactly 60 40 better. Wait, why do, why do you love round numbers? Do you eat them, Todd? Yes. Are you I are you the are you the man from Mars and you've you've managed to work <laughs> your way all the way down from cars to bars to guitars and now to I don't know how to, to make round hole, numbers. Hole into jars. 
I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there you go. I was great. Thank you for doing that for me. You, you that was gave terrible. The punch, it was the punchline that that joke deserved. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to Song versus Song. We are uh, vaulting into the new year with uh, this energy. I don't know. Uh, if you liked that, I don't know why you would, but if you did, you can <laughs> you can give us a dollar on Patreon and you can get our entire bonus library. We have done well, like three years worth of bonus episodes. And if you want to know what we think about, like, say, Cats 2019 or The Idol starring The weekend on HBO, you can go there and give us a dollar. <laughs> that was the last one we did. It was so awful. Yeah. Yeah, we we got something we got something good cooking up. I think for the next one. Yes, uh, as of right now, uh, this month's uh, bonus episode will be the new Scott Pilgrim on Netflix. Yeah, I already watched it. I have which not. Which means I just get to watch it again. Well, I won't say anything. I won't say a word. Well, we'll see. Uh, that'll be fun. If you want to hear us talk about that, give us a dollar, and we will talk about it. And uh, you'll get to hear it. And if you can't do that. Well, you know, you listen to this, so you know, just keep listening to us and tell all your friends about it. Tell us, uh, tell everyone how entertaining we are. We are charming. We are charismatic. We are witty. We are, uh, you know, a good uh, listen on your subway commute. Just tell yes. everyone. Leave us a nice review. Yeah, uh, give five five stars and a nice review uh, goes a very long way. Uh, I know that uh, a lot of people who have listened have already done it or are never going to do it. But I'm telling you, if you're in that second category, change your mind. You can change your mind today. It's a new year, new you. Give us five stars and a nice review. Thank all right. You. And all that leaves is the next. Are you ready for the first episode of 2024? As I choose to think <laughs> yes. It. Yes. The first one. The yeah. first one quotes. Yes, I'm ready. Yeah, we are going. Uh, We're going uh, in with a bang on this one. Get ready to start the new year. We are at last doing baby one more time versus genie in a bottle. <laughs> all right. Can't, can't believe we haven't done that one. But I'm ready. You're ready. I'm ready. All right. right, Well, we'll we'll see you in 2024. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.